0: It is episode 25 of the Catching Up Podcast with Connor and Nick, and this week we had Founders Live Seattle, and we're talking about the winners of this week, Pitch Vita Inclinata. We're also talking about Elon Musk being on the Joe Rogan Podcast, a new fund, actually round two of a fund called Spearhead where they have founders becoming angel investors. And lastly, we end the show talking about the Amazon private event where they released a ton of new hardware devices. And we're curious if you think that Amazon has become a hardware company. Thank you for listening to episode 25 of the Catching Up Podcast with Connor and Nick. Please enjoy the show. <laughs> Oh, Nick, what is going on? How are you doing today?
1: Uh, I'm doing well. Yeah, I just uh, I'm, I'm actually chilling outside on a on a dock. So looking over uh, Lake Union. And so if you hear anything in the background, I'm outside.
0: Awesome. I, <laughs> I don't have any problems with recording outside. I've been very guilty of doing that many times during this show. <laughs> Uh, but it's episode 25 of the show, which is pretty awesome. Uh, we yeah. took last week off because I was traveling to Austin at this time. But we got the afternoon edition of the show. Uh, and so anything interesting going on this past week for you?
1: Uh, as a matter of fact, last night we had Founders Live Seattle, and it was on a boat. And, dude, we had 300 people on uh, – it's called the Hi-You which is a uh, refurbished and brand new. Uh, well, it's an old ferry boat that has been totally refurbished and um, redone, and it was beautiful. And there was like three hundred people on the boat, man. Uh, and we sailed from about six thirty to about almost nine o'clock, and it was just amazing.
0: That's super cool. I mean, I assume <laughs> the the overall reaction of the show being on a boat was very positive.
1: Oh, pe- dude, people were all over themselves. I mean it was insane. There was it was so incredible. And um yeah, it just took it took the event to the next level and I was like on the boat and I was like, oh no. I was like, oh shoot, we're kinda how do we outdo this? You know, yeah. like you know, when you have this event and it you know, that was a special occasion, but man, it was just uh it was amazing. And uh we uh also had uh Boston's event last night as well. So that was a three hour difference. So they had basically got over right when we started but uh looks like there was couple, you know, almost 200 people at that event. Uh, so, dude, they're, yeah, it's, it was going really well.
0: So how were the companies last night?
1: Uh, companies were great. Um, yeah, one of the topics I wanted to touch on was, um, so the winner is called Vita, they call it, it's Vita Technology, and their product is Vita Inclinata. And basically, it is a motion stabilizing technology that, so when you think about, uh Well, the story is that the founder like this was like eight seven eight years ago, I believe one of the founders actually was like out with a friend in the wilderness, they were hiking or doing something, and this individual got injured like bad, and they called for help and basically, the helicopter came and was trying to lower down the you know emergency you know the lift out or whatever and it like Stability, like I think it was the wind or something was going on. Dude, the guy, the per, like they couldn't save this person and his friend died basically right in, you know, right sitting there. They, it, hours later, they couldn't evacuate this individual and he died. And so the founder was just like, there's got to be a better way. And so they've been working on this like new, it's like utilizing drone like uh, functionality and technology with a uh, stabilization of, you know, when you think about cranes downtown or you think about evacuation and um, emergency helicopters, basically more stable no matter what sort of conditions they're in and the ability to go in and, you know, utilize um, a precise direction to extract someone out or with a you know, like uh, when you're in downtown and they have those like cranes, those things are flopping all over the place. And so their technology would actually utilize for motion stability. It was really interesting.
0: Yeah, it looked I, – I watched their video uh, on their website, and they, if, if anyone out there is listening before, if you've ever seen, like, any of the emergency – those, like, the guys that rappel off the helicopter to save people, um, especially if they're bringing down, like, a giant uh, stretcher to put somebody on, the wind can sometimes whip those guys around, like, in a tailspin, right? And it can be extremely dangerous for the rescuer and the rescuee uh, who are just spinning over and over and over again on a line. So I thought it was well, a pretty interesting piece of technology that they can implement, and it counteracts all of the wind, so it really stabilizes that line, yeah. so the rescuer can do their job.
1: Yeah, really, really interesting and um, great, great pitch. And just to note, uh, this is our ninth straight female founder winner. <laughs> so wow, that's amazing. You know, it's amazing that it just uh, number one. I would just say, you know, men, it's time to, to take things more seriously, I guess. (laughs) Um, But number two, it's awesome. And it's really cool to see that, you know, no matter look in in today now, it doesn't matter to me, like male, female, I put people on stage. And what's really cool is like, we literally in Seattle have nine straight months of a female founder winning
0: uh, the, the pitch event. So really cool. That's incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um, and, and, and so on that topic, but I saw in the video, the, the CEO is a man, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. But it was, yeah. a, it was, uh, his other co-founder who pitched. Yeah. So it's a, it's a kind of a
1: larger team actually. And they have offices, um, in, I believe Denver and then in Seattle and, um, you know, the, yeah, there's kind of a two city based team. And, um, so, yeah. Co founder is this female, and she's the one that pitched, and uh, she, she did a really, really great job. Her name's Brittany. That's awesome. So, I yeah, shout out, shout, out shout out to her. them. Was there any yeah. other
0: uh, honorable mentions that you wanted to talk about from last night's pitches?
1: You know, um, let's see. I, I don't, well, you know, I don't want to favor anyone else, um, but I will say that there was Neo, N E O H, and they're creating a really tasty but very healthy uh candy bar chocolate bar oh interesting so basically they're 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 yeah innovating around like you know it's like it's not like a protein bar that tastes like crap you know or you know the whole uh protein bar that you know is like trying to be a chocolate bar but it actually doesn't taste very good um so they're actually creating like a whole new uh direction of of what you would call sweets or candy that actually has, um, high protein and, and health benefits. And so, um, good, very good bar. And, um, I I just want to say that's kind of satisfy your sweet tooth without the guilt.
0: That's super cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, since we took last week off, I had to bring up the topic of Elon Musk. We actually, I think the first topic we ever talked about on the show was Elon Musk inventing a flamethrower and so and selling the flamethrower and i think he made like 10 million dollars or something in sales from doing that but he uh broke the internet this past week because he was on the joe rogan podcast um which if you're not a regular listener highly recommend checking that show out he just goes so deep with so many different people um but it's like a two and a half hour interview with which what grabbed all the headlines is he takes one puff of a joint, a blunt with tobacco in it and everyone kind of freaked out and his stock price dropped uh, but that goes along with some comments that were made uh, earlier this week and some emails that leaked and uh, Elon's just getting in some hot water uh, so two questions for you Nick: Nick, have you listened to the podcast and B, do you think the clock is ticking on Elon like is he putting himself in boiling water that he can't recover from?
1: The second answer is um I, I think it's boiling water for sure. At least the water is heating up. Um I, I've been, man, just observing him in the last, you know, six months or a year. It's very erratic and it's really interesting. And I, I think what we're seeing here is I do think he's unraveling from the pressure of being the CEO, CEO founder, not only that, but being Elon Musk. Um, You know, uh, I feel like he, SpaceX seems to be his more stable, like, he doesn't seem to be so erot- er- erratic in, with SpaceX things, but Tesla seems to be just coming off the hinges, and just from even his, like, the energy and what he does, um, you know, from, like, activities and standpoint, but, and what he says, but the point is, dude, I mean, it's not, it cannot be easy to be Elon Musk, um, I think we're seeing him like literally lose it um, in the public eye. And, you know, I, I, I it's just crazy. I mean, so I think that that's where we're at. Um, secondly, you know, looking at all this stuff, it's like, you know what? Okay, he took a puff of m- marijuana. You know, like it, it. it's just sometimes I'm like, I kind of get all worked up when people, first of all, it is legal in, in that state. Um, I understand that, you know, in that article, it talks about, like, you know, having security clearance, you know, with the um, the military and whatnot, just some because of his projects. But I, I, there's some details there. But the point is, like, he smoked one puff of marijuana. And are we all going to get, a, a beat, you know, a panties in a bun for that? So um, th- 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 those are my other thoughts. But on on his side, yeah he's unraveling
0: yeah oh I can understand that perspective um I really enjoyed the interview with Joe Rogan I was kind of disappointed that it all got boiled down to this taking the puff of marijuana because the taking the puff was very insignificant um compared to so many other great things that were talked about in this conversation um they talk about the the dangers of social media and how people are judging themselves based off what they see others on Instagram. Um, and he had this formula that I thought was just so good that I wish would have gotten hyped more. But he said that your happiness is equal to reality minus your expectations. Um, and there's so much unhappiness mm. because people's expectations are out of whack. So so when you subtract the expectations, you you put yourself in the negative um, mm. because you're so consumed with um kind of this false reality that's going on um and i thought that was really interesting and and i just appreciate that elon put himself out there so much they talked about so many different things with technology and the opportunities and and it's so clear that elon musk lives in a totally different stratosphere than the rest of us do um and he he he's the uh, tony stark of our reality or um I think Neil deGrasse Tyson said he's like the Benjamin Franklin of our generation. Um right, which is just such high accolades because I really admire the things that he said in the show about like he's really trying to make a difference in the world and and uh spread more kindness and and, and do the right thing and right? He's he's been the big advocate against uh or f- with the fears of AI and and making sure that we're on top of these things because he sees that it could uh you know, really put some big problems here with humanity um, and understanding those decisions that come in. And so um, I really admire the guy. I can't even imagine the pressure that is on him and how he can juggle all these big, like, you know, generational changing companies. And so, yeah, I was kind of disappointed. Yeah, Yeah. because like, I get that he has SEC obligations and he's got a public company. Uh, But yeah, it was no different than him drinking uh, the whiskey during the show, as far as breaking the rules, and so uh, yeah, yeah. i just thought it was very interesting uh but highly recommend you spend the time to to watch it or listen to it yeah i i actually haven't i haven 't listened to
1: the um podcast, so i 'm gonna do that because now now you're getting me really interested um but I think in the end man yeah it's you know he he he's he is a different on a different level um with that because, you know i 'm not going to use that like with Power comes responsibility," quote, but um, he, you know, is scrutinized and at a high, such a higher level than anyone else, and you know, most of that is brought on by himself, uh, given what he's doing in in not only founding these major companies, but too some of the actions that he tweets and says and does. Um, but uh, you got to admire him for just being out there and and actually yeah, just going being himself. <laughs> Yeah, so um so one of my yes, I can. All right, can you hear me? Okay. Sweet. Um so it looked like I was on mute, but I'm not. So one of my other topics that I this hit my radar and there's um so basically it's called spearhead and um the the concept is really about founders becoming so earlier stage founders becoming angel investors and it's actually a it's uh, brought through angel and uh, a VC firm called accomplice and the concept is really about they are you know they've selected they did one group earlier this spring and they're selecting a new group of I think 19 or 20 founders that each of these founders basically they get first 200k to invest in a handful of companies and based on the, quote, judgment of those, which I have some thoughts on, you know, within six months or a year, you can't determine if those are healthy investments. But, um, you know, if those are promising investments, they'll end up getting each a total of a million dollars to then expand that that fund in that portfolio. And, uh, Connor, what do, you, what do you think about the general idea of um, providing, you know, just basically helping earlier stage founders that really know other founders. That's kind of the concept is founders usually know the founders that are doing interesting stuff. So why don't we give them a an amount in a fund to invest in other startups?
0: Yeah, I really have gone back and forth a lot with this topic. Like, am I for it? Am I against it? Because you are right. The the founders down in the trenches, like we, you and I have talked about so many times, are really the ones with the finger on the pulse and and know what's going on. Uh, but at the same time, there is the lack of understanding of, like, who's actually e- executing and who can deliver and who can scale up. Um, and and part of me, like, isn't buying this idea because I just don't know if a lot of star- startup founders, and, and I haven't done enough research on the people who did get given this money, but really, like have the knowledge or the resources, or should I say even the time, like, should they even be dedicating this time to do the angel thing and like investing money when they're hopefully running their own companies. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm not really, I think two years ago, if you would have asked me, I would have been so hyped on this topic and thought it was so cool and like such a good opportunity. But now I'm kind of like going back and forth and, and not really sold on, you know, these, I just don't think it's any different that these 16 people with 200k each are really gonna make better decisions or find better companies either.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I you know, I kind of go back and forth on it too. Um, you know, in full transparency, I'm interested in it, and I actually think you know, I'm at least I fit in the category of founder that knows a lot of other founders. You
0: certainly do, like you. <laughs> I when I read this, I was like, this is this is something that. I mean, if they were pursuing people in Seattle, I I would hope that you at least get considered to be part of this group. Yeah, yeah, and and so you know I've thought about it, and definitely I'm
1: interested in it. But I think you bring up excellent points from you know t- time consideration. I mean, we're talking about you know it when when money's involved and in you're investing. I mean, you needed you do need to uh, put some time and effort into the diligence and understanding. Um, you know, so the whole point is you know, you as the, as the angel investor, you're investing alongside others. So, you know, most likely you're just kind of looking at deals and basically jumping into, uh, ones that are led by other investors. Um, but I think it's, I think it's interesting from an experimentation standpoint, uh, from, I, I think there is logic in, you know, me knowing this, mm-hmm. like, look, I'm, I'm pretty much seeing, you know, a lot of the deals first and, yeah. you know, from a volume standpoint, there's a lot of startups and companies that I see that most likely aren't um, going to be great deals, if you will, or going to grow into a huge venture-backed company. But the the strategy is there, and I, I'm I think in five or ten years we'll we'll see the results if they actually are better uh, than you know traditional. But um, I, I thought it was interesting, and I I think I would like to see the trend further, um, and I would also like to see this spread outside of you know silicon valley in new york which i did a little research and basically <laughs> their first group was not very evenly distributed around the world if, if you want to say that so i think that um, my concern is are we just keeping money within the rich you know rich and like is is just a, still a little bubble that just stays within its bubble or are we actually reaching companies people and investors and founders that are are maybe in a different segment of the community the population in the country in the world so i hope that they start expanding their their viewpoints on that
0: yeah and if it had success like there is a, certainly an opportunity uh to build something here where yeah the people closer to the ground have a little bit more influence and say an opportunity to to spread that money out yeah because I mean these VCs having having someone like you on the team that is so connected and and has all of these companies approaching them especially early on it's such a such an advantage for them to to be there early and I would assume yeah. a big part of these VCs and investor angel investors is about timing like can you can you get ahead of the curve right are you, yeah. are you one of the earliest people to see the decision yeah um so so on the track of revealing things and making decisions Amazon had a private event yesterday um, to talk about a ton of new Echo-based devices that came out. So they they debuted a louder Echo Dot. They have an Echo coming out for your car that kind of almost looks like a cassette tape. Uh, They have an Echo Sub. They have this new live recording Fire TV recast. They have a new Echo Show, a Ring security camera, uh, Alexa microwave and a clock, and then, like, a smart plug adapter, Um, and then there's something called the Echo Link and the Link Amp. And so, Nick, my question for you today to end the show is, is Amazon now a hardware company, and do any of – are you going to buy any of these things?
1: (laughs) Well, first of all, did you know that there was an event happening? No, I didn't. I know, which is so amazing that – Um, uh, you know, it's speaking about people being kind of weird and funny. Like it's just Amazon, the way that they approach these things is really kind of unique and funny. Like they basically had a surprise event. Number one, Uh, you know, Apple's they push, you know, Apple, Google and Microsoft. They're all like talking about this is going to happen in a month or this is going to happen in a week. And Amazon just does it. Um, Secondly, man, I mean, there's a number of things here. Yeah. I they, there was a statement in the article, which is they're kind of just creating things and throwing against the wall and see what sticks and the Amazon can do that. And I think that they're, they're clearly a smart company and they're, they're trying things and there's a strategy here. Um, I also think the main strategy is they're totally tinkering around with the connected home and they are, you know, testing that big time. And it's still, I think years or decades away from this fully connected home. But you know, when they, when they created that microwave, it's like, okay, you know, so they're just like testing things. Um, but the one that stood out to me, I think was really interesting is actually the one in the car. And that's, it's, an, I think it's pretty interesting to like purposely bring something, stick it on your dash and have that be uh, Alexa. And um, it that was a really backdoor approach to sliding into the car experience. So uh, I'm, I'm actually interested to see where that goes.
0: Yeah, and, and the car experience is really the only true place where where voice uses is, is more or less mandatory uh, legal-wise. And so for them to kind of reach into the car, I think was a really clever, smart, innovative idea. Um, it's just a matter of like functionality and where does it go and what does it look like? I'll be curious if that evolves into a car partnership. Well,
1: isn't it crazy that, you
0: know, so cars have evolved from –
1: you know, they went from dial, um, kind of like a a dial and push button interface, to now like a digital, most like you know, mostly digital interface. You have a screen, but isn't it crazy that even today we're we're actually not like I, I mean, the cars that I'm in, I, no one's talking to it, right? And why yeah. is why did that not become a major focus, like ten, twenty years ago? When we know that driving can distracted driving can be so fatal, and it's like we're still no matter even if it's a digital screen, people are still looking at it and like not looking at the road. And this to me, I just was like, oh my god, like, could there be a device that is just like takes over the market? Basically, it's an, a, a third party add on, so it's from Amazon, and you you literally put it like everyone has it in their car, and so they can start interacting with. Pretty much the uh, all all the entertainment, all the dash, pretty much just by voice. I think that that's very interesting and compelling because it's it's more safe than than anything else. And I'm just so surprised that we don't have that behavior baked into our daily or our, our driving habits right now.
0: You you make a really good point. Like I don't know how none of these car companies have either acquired someone or yeah, just gone for it because it is such a danger and such a big hindrance on the car companies. Like why wouldn't they have gone for this voice-activated technology early. Um, obviously, there's still a lot of fight left in there, uh, but Amazon's going after it. I surprisingly... Well, first, I should say, this Alexa microwave is just terrible, right? Um, well, I think that's almost... A, it's like a joke. But it's it, like it, it's big gotta big be. <laughs> yeah, it just makes no sense. Um, and then, the, I hate that... I saw the Alexa clock, and it's like an analog clock. And I actually was like, I, I might get that because (laughs) I, and I've been complaining to my girlfriend about this. I do not have a physical clock in my entire apartment. Like the clock on my microwave doesn't even work. There is no place except on my phone or asking Alexa to get the time or for, you know, from the TV or my computer. And I've been talking to her about like, I want to make an investment in getting a clock. I just want something that like looks cool and is appealing uh and then this came out and i was like oh maybe that like would be kind of cool uh <laughs> to have that even though it's still but it's only 30 bucks that's like that's not terrible for a smart device yeah. uh but yeah these are super interesting and 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 i i've been impressed with the big epic failure of the phone how amazon you know is still working on figuring it out and and the dot and the echo has been a great move for them and i mean i there's no slowing that whole business down. Oh, it is an interesting. Yeah. I remember when that, the whole fire
1: phone thing, I mean, that was just, it was not good. And, but it's amazing to see what they've done with, with the echo and like all the different um, kind of, you know, models of that and how it's become the default, you know, smart speaker in the home and they're just building through that ecosystem. So I'm, I'm impressed. Like it's, it's, they, you know, missed the mobile phone, probably for good reason, but they're definitely nailing home. You know, I can see where the, the connected home is starting to form. I can see it. Certainly. Well,
0: that is the conclusion of episode 25 of the catching up podcast with Connor and Nick. Uh, Nick, what parting words do you have for our audience today?
1: Well, I'll just say, uh, have a great weekend. Um, if you're listening to this, the beginning of next week, have a great week. And um, we're getting to the point now where shoot, you know, look up if founders lives in your city and, If there is, find the event. And if not, shoot me a message and ask why we don't have
0: Founders Live in your city. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for talking with me. As always, Nick, enjoy the rest of your day outside there on the lake. And to all of you listening, thank you very much. Uh, Shoot us a tweet. Shoot us a message. Clap for us on Anchor. Wherever it is you're listening, we appreciate you. And enjoy the rest of your day. Peace. How you man? How you man? How you man?